Well, I mean, it's no secret to this audience that one of my favorite guests who appears on a regular basis on the JM and the AM is the uh, founder and the director of of um, Nefesh Benefesh. Every year during the week of Parsha Shlach, we've made a, a tradition of uh, featuring Rabbi Fass, Rabbi Yoshua Fass, on this program because obviously Parsha Shlach, you know, you know what it's all about, right? And this year it's even more meaningful because as was pointed out both at uh, Mayor Weingarten's funeral in New York and his funeral in Israel, we jokingly but lovingly referred to each other Mayor referred to me as Yehoshua, Joshua, and I referred to Mayor as Kalev, Caleb. So this conversation, frankly, just days after Mayor's passing, is even more significant as Rabbi Fass always enlightens us while utilizing the words of Parsha Shlach and the analysis of Parsha Shlach to remind us about the beauty of Eretz Israel. Actually, was born in the USA. I'm not referring to Lenny right now. I'm referring to Rabbi Fass, and he did make Aliyah not today, but years ago. And he is, of course, the founder and the leader of Nefesh Benefesh, the organization that is responsible for God knows how many thousands and thousands and thousands of Jews and families now living in Eretz Israel, now living in our beloved state of Israel. Rabbi Yehoshua Fass, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Appreciate that very much. And it's always a pleasure to speak to you as we approach Parsha Shlach. And I mentioned the added significance, of course, of this of the timing of this conversation. Uh, people may not realize that um, your organization, even without gro- even without chartered flights, and even without the uh, the identical activities like the mega event, etc., cetera, uh, that didn't exist during uh, the COVID pandemic. Nonetheless, nonetheless, you were still able to bring thousands of people over the last 15 months to live permanently in the state of Israel. It must be an amazing feeling to have defeated the pandemic, Rabbi Fass, and have accomplished so much over this period of time. It's a bit incredulous, but uh, it's uh, due to the heroism of the Ogrim, that they plowed through, unrelenting, made their dreams happen. Over 3,100 Ogrim made Aliyah during a year that planes were closed down and embassies were shuttered, and it's just remarkable to see, remarkable to see and to witness. And people are anxious to know if some of the things that we do remember from years past, especially those inspiring scenes of chartered flights landing in Tel Aviv, do you suspect that those will occur during 2021, or you would say 
Be patient, folks. It'll be happening down the line at some point. I think as long as there is a quarantine for kids or for people who are not vaccinated, we're going to have to be patient until uh, until we open up that, that ability to have those ceremonies as what we had in your, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll be surprised. Yeah, we're, we're surprised by the new leadership in the state of Israel. So I guess at this point we got to be prepared for anything, huh? Absolutely. Has, has the new prime minister been a uh, been an asset to the concept of Aliyah? Has he been supportive of your efforts? Of course, uh, a dear friend and supporter. All right. So, well, from that standpoint, I guess it'll be good that he likely will, in fact, be the next prime minister of Israel. After all, what we care about is that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. And um, I, I'm sure you're up to date on everything happening in the United States of America, Rabbi Fess. Uh, uh, what I can tell you is that the random attacks on Jews uh, have um, have become commonplace. We are looking more, and I, I don't want to say, I don't want to give hyperbole here. I, I'd like to be as accurate as possible. We are looking more and more like um, the European cities that we have visited where we have to uh, eventually uh, see and experience military personnel guarding our synagogues and our schools. Uh, it's getting in, it's, it's moving in that direction here in the United States right now. I don't know why on earth we would stay here at that point. I don't know what the benefit is of being here in the U.S. and so we're going to have to live in that type of situation, but that's for a further discussion at another time. But you're familiar with what's happening here, and just like it surprised us that COVID had increased the numbers of inquiries, I'm going to ask you a frank question. Has the last three, four weeks, as Israel's been bashed, and so many of us have been uh, uh, targeted uh, when it comes to uh, anti-Israel sentiment, and of course that means anti-Semitic sentiment, has there been a spike, an increase and the interest regarding Aliyah from North America? With the quick erosion that we've seen, with, uh, with instability within the Jewish communities, um, we've seen, we've definitely seen a spike, and with a sense of the uncertainty. The question is, is that a different type of spike? It's, uh, it's a spike that comes from people wanting to move away from something rather something that's pulling. I mean, we always pride ourselves on Aliyah choice, but we're not right. blind to the necessities of making Aliyah because one feels uncomfortable um, in a certain area, in a certain arena. And our fingers on the pulse were con- contacted and connected with uh, leaders around the, around the North America and also with government officials and the State Department, just very much seeing what is happening and preparing ourselves to just to be able to be that address for individuals, no matter what reason they want to make Aliyah. Yeah. This might be a spike that comes and goes, frankly, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. We are li- we're always living through historic times, but uh, this is unusual. You know the United States. You grew up here. It's an unusual feeling for those of us who ride the subways who demonstrate, rally, and parade for Israel, like we'll be doing in Bergen County this Sunday, who've relied on national leadership in the past uh, to do what's right and represent us well, and unfortunately we've been let down by them. Uh, So local leaders and local rabbis have had to take on the mantle of leadership and arrange for events like the ones I just described. It's a different time here 
in the United States. Simply a different time. Rabbi Yoshua Fass, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh, is with us live via telephone. Those of you, in fact, who are considering Aliyah, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H. And, of course, uh, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Uh, before I speak more about Joshua and Caleb and ask you about your comments regarding Parsha Shlach, this was the week, you and I had spoken about this literally six months ago, this was the week that we were supposed to be in Israel, and frankly, this was the week... I'm sorry? No, no, continue. I'm lamenting fran- the fact that we're not together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm lamenting as well. And frankly, this was the week that we were supposed to enjoy uh, being in the new facility of Nefesh B'Nefesh. Have you, you made progress in that area, Rabbi Fass? We're almost there. Today, I actually sat at my desk and did some work in the new campus. Wow. We need uh, two or three w- weeks more of just preparing the place and finishing the inspection getting all the permits, and then we will open our doors hopefully soon. All right. Very exciting times. Hopefully I will be there soon to bring you your uh, Hanukkah Tabayat gift. Mm. By the way... By the way, just to, just to continue the um, just to continue the the historic context of of, yes. of the United States and Israel when it comes to Aliyah and when it comes to the uh, the the active corridor of uh, the United States Israel, the younger people in the audience may not understand what I'm about to say, but you certainly will. I'm thinking that the uh, Hanukkah Tabayit gift should be uh, a peanut butter cans of tuna fish. Um, what else can you think of that normally went into an American suitcase to be brought to Israel? Uh, very, very different times. Very different <laughs> no, times. Paper I know. towels, footy pebbles, right, exactly. you name it. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that I think that would be so fitting that, that at your Hanukkah Tabayit gift, we bring you what traditionally were the American treats that those of you in Israel can never get a hold of. Now, now we depend on you, Rabbi Fass. Now we depend on you. I was I was listening to her. I was listening. Discontinued cereals from thirty years ago. <laughs> I was I was actually listening to a um, uh, to an audio of 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 a lecture that was being delivered like ten years ago, and the the theme was just how much Israel depends on world jury, specifically American jury. And I'm saying to myself, my gosh, how times have changed. Now, bas- basically, we all depend on Israel. Simple as that. And that change took place over the last few years, and what a positive and incredible change that is. All right, Rabbi Fast, you know what Parsha Shlach is all about. Um, we always used to say, Mayor and I would kid that <laughs> that that the the reason we called each other Yoshua and Kalev, Joshua and Caleb, was because we felt sometimes we were the only two people giving positive messages about the land and the state of Israel. I know there are others as well, but that's where that all comes from, and that's based on the narrative in Parsha Shlach. Over the years, you've given us tremendous insight into the Parsha with uh, some wonderful messages. What are your thoughts as we approach Erev Parsha Shlach 5781? Thank you, Nachum. Before we even speak about Parsha Shlach, and you mentioned it a few times in our conversation just now, but uh, I want to relay our condolences. Um, as you mentioned, you and Mayor were considered a colleague in Yehoshua, and you were both ardent supporters of Israel, dedicated defenders, passionate Zionists, enthusiastic heralders of Israel's accomplishments. 
And you, you, you spoke the truth, even when it wasn't convenient or comfortable. And together you were champions, such champions of the Jewish people, and, and I can't imagine your loss. And it's devastating to you and to the Jewish people. And although we can never do justice to his eloquence and knowledge, his remarkable knowledge and passion for Israel, well, we'll do our best. Uh, we and all your listeners will be at your side and supporting you in your noble mission and helping you continue to share and spread your very special voice. Well, so, uh, I, I can't thank you enough for that. And there are a lot of people along with me, staff and listeners, who are still devastated by the news. And um, it, it is a very empty feeling, and we do try to, to move on, so to speak, or move forward might be a better way of putting it. Um, and I do want to add one other thing right fast, and then, of course, uh, feel free to to drift into Parsha Shlach. But there's one other, other aspect that I wanted to add to your words. And boy, can you appreciate this because of the position where you sit. He was responsible, I'm referring to Mayer, for bringing hundreds of of thousands of people to Israel. Youth programs, summer programs, kids going to Israel for the year, kids going to Israel for a second year, and of course, plenty of them moving to Israel permanently. That's in addition to everything he and his parents did over the years to simply bring (laughs) hundreds of thousands of people through tours and individual reservations to Israel. And to them, it was always a mission, not just a business. It was a real mission. So you, who, again, is somebody who can appreciate what it's like to bring thousands of people to Israel, uh, I wanted to make sure to mention uh, that that mayor played that role and did it so well. Yes. And now I turn to you for... You should be an inspiration. You should be an inspiration to all of us to continue with noble work. Yeah, you know, people always say, may his memory be a blessing. I wrote an article about him. I wrote at the end, his memory will be a blessing for all of us, because to me, there's no doubt about it. All right, we are in the week of Parsha Shlach, or by fast. What are your thoughts, Parsha Shlach 5 hey, seven. Me, It dawned upon me last week that there is, I know it's about last week, but there's right. an interesting repetitive correlation between the concept of vision and the rejection of moving to Eretz Israel. I'm not talking about the obvious Fasuk or Itanata Aretz Mahi when Moshe charges the, the Maraglim to go and tour Israel and to report and to scout it out. And Hatovahi in is it good? Is it bad? Um, I'm talking about when they get back. There's an interesting play. We expect them, when the Maraglim come back, when the spies come back, we expect them to say, We saw this, and we saw that, and we saw this, and like a witness to, to a scouting mission. Right. But they don't. And if you're sensitive to the text, they state facts. They they announce facts. They declare that the land is this, and the land is that. The land is bountiful, and the land is uh, with milk and honey. The only time that we see the word vision is only on the negative. The only nation that we saw were Anshemidot, were these huge people of stature. And there we saw these giants. We were in comparison to them like grasshoppers. And in our own minds, in our eyes, we were considered grasshoppers. It's, it's interesting that when it comes to a recounting or retelling of the story, the only time that they use 
seeing, which is exactly what they were told to do, is only when they were recounting the negative. And I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, the Lashon Hara here that the Meraglim did was called Tzarot Ha'ayin. Tzar means like a narrowness of the eye. It's a narrowness of perception. It's a constriction of, of sight. It's the inability to see the whole picture and just cherry-picking experiences and visuals. They were able to tell over everything, but the only thing that they told of what they saw was the negative. And what we're described as a nation of We're a nation that sees firsthand the greatness of God. We're, we have first row seats, as we were just talking about it, to Hashem's plans. And, and yet, we sometimes focus and we default. We default to see the fault and electively select our perception. And what hit me last week is better understanding the exchange between Moshe and Yitro. Moshe says to Yitro as follows, We are now about to go straight, straight flight to Eretz Israel. Not Hochim, no Sim. We're going straight to Eretz Israel. And what does Yitro say to him? Not interested. And Moshe's response is, is fascinating. He says, what are, you, what are you talking about, Moshe said to Israel? You saw it all. You saw the majesty. You saw the miracles. You saw the entire all-encompassing journey. How could you simply say, You saw it with your own eyes, with wide eyes. You saw it open. You saw everything. And Nachum, you and I said many times, you don't even have to open your eyes widely in order to see that we're living in truly unprecedented times. Yeah. We're living in magical times. We're living in historic times. You just have to look around. Look around. And many times we've been looking at, and we've only accentuated, the market pull, yeah. the Meshicha, the pull of Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. Sadly, the uneasiness and the uncertainties is now opening our eyes to see the market push to see the unsettling uncertainties that are happening around their time. But I think the message of Pasha Shlach and coupling with Pasha Baalotchach, as I think the rejection of this notion of faith and faith of the Jewish people moving to Israel already starts in last week's Pasha. Israel was just a trial for Moshe's response. And then we have the full-blown representatives of all the tribes in this week's Pasha. And you see Moshe's reactions in both. But again, it's the inability to see. It's the inability to see the entire picture, the good and bad. And Moshe even sets them up. He says, I know the default. I know you're going to go, Imra'a. You're going to find the fault. But look for Hatova, Imra'a. Find the good. See the entire, kol ha'adana, kol Try to see the entire picture. If we're able to see, open up line, see the history, see the majesty, see the fault, see the warmth, but also see the beauty. Will propel to make uh, certain decisions in life and uh, reconnect us to what I think perhaps the Kaddish Baruch Hu wants for our nation and where it should be. You know, it is frustrating for many of us when our brothers and sisters don't open up their eyes and, and you sort of just want to stand in front of them and scream, 
Just open up your eyes and see what's going on. Just open up your eyes and see what is happening now in Jewish history. Open up your eyes and see the access that we have to the land and the state of Israel. Like you just, it, it's frustrating because literally, as you just described, it's sort of like all you need to do is the simple act of opening up your eyes and you'll realize it. But Look, I know, and believe me, we've been preaching, and, and certainly Mayor over the years has always preached patience. This is a process, and this is a, it takes time, and it takes time for people to come around, to realize what's happening, and to understand what the truth is all about and what the future of the Jewish people is all about. But sometimes, or by fast, I just get a little frustrated that people just I know. don't. I know, my friend. <laughs> oh, just don't open up your eyes and see what's happening. It's all around us. And anybody, and I remember my dear father always saying things like this. People would complain. I've, I've shared this with you a million times. People would complain about conditions today, the uh, the relationship between religious and non-religious in Israel, the relationship between uh, Israelis and, uh, and and non-Jews in the Middle East. And, and, and he would always point out, don't you understand how much better it is right now? Yes, we have a lot of work to do. There's a lot that still has to be done. But my gosh, compared to 100 years ago, do you know what's happening now with the Jewish people? Anyway, I know you get it, so it's an honor to use you as a sounding board for my frustration. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, well, I, I will be thinking of you as the Balka as the Balka as the Balkore reads the words of Schlach. Like every year, I will be thinking of you and all the people that you have uh, around you who are constantly transmitting positive messages about the land and the state of Israel. And as usual, I can't thank you enough for joining us. It saddens me that it's June and we really don't know yet if this if, if this will be an exciting or or just or just I don't want to say just like it's a bad thing, but but if it'll simply be a a, a summer similar to last summer in terms of you know you doing your work and plenty of people thank God moving to Israel. But you know I don't have to tell you that the hype and the inspiring talk and the pictures and videos and everything else that they help open up people's eyes. They help. Tell, of course. You know, you know, can and we're getting requests from around the world. If you don't have a charter, just send us videos. Make videos. <laughs> and and, and we, the, 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 the rise in Aliyah for this year is incredible. We're, we're at a 30% rise. Compared, to the, compared to the first half of 2020? So, no, we're looking. We're anticipating by the end of 2021 over 5,000 Olim, between 5,000 and 5,500 Olim. So from a jump of a COVID year of 3,100 to 5,500, it's, it's a huge leap. Um, even if we had one charter, it would just be a drop in the bucket to all the flights that we're arranging. Right. right. But we're, we're doing it. We have to create, uh, as they call it here in Chavaya, we have to create this experience with a capital E for the Olympians to feel that they're welcome, that they're yep. heroes, yep. that they're received well, and that the rest of the country sees this yep. and sees their their, their heroes. And then we'll find a way. We'll find a way, whether or not it's a charter or not a charter, or multiple things, or right. parties that's, uh, and celebrations at the new campus. We'll find a way to celebrate with them and to transmit that positive news to, to the diaspora. Do the math, everybody. Nefesh Benefesh has been around for a while. Listen to what Ray Fass is saying and what they're doing now these years. Do the math. They're responsible for some major numbers in terms of North Americans moving to Israel and establishing for themselves roots in the Holy Land, in the state of Israel and roots that will please God uh, bear fruit for generations and generations. Rabbi Fass, enjoy Shabbat Parsha Shlach, and thank you for all your inspiring and meaningful words this morning. Thank you.
you, my dear friend. Thank you, my dear friend. Rabbi Yoshua Fass, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh at JM in the AM. Lenny, the king of schlock, on the phone one of these days. Yeah, I sort of feel guilty that's not in my top five schlock rock songs. You would think with the perfect job that he did on the music and the um, and the lyrics, you'd think that, and of course the theme of that song, you'd think it would have to be my top. I just think I'm not a Springsteen fan. I think that's what it is. I'm just not a Springsteen fan. Like there are a couple of songs of his I like, but not, you know, I'm not like this major fan of his. I think that that keeps it out of my top five schlock rock songs. What are the top five? I don't remember. What did I What did I tell Lenny that time was in my top five? Minion Man may have been in there. I know Rashi for sure was in there. I'm trying to think. What was in my top five schlock rock, schlock rock songs when I did it with Lenny that time? I have to think about this. But I think out of guilt, I may have to toss that one in now. I may have to make the Making Aliyah Today song uh, a top five schlock rock song. Yeah. I'll think about this. Trust me. Trust me. It's an important topic. I know it doesn't sound like it, but trust me, it's an important topic. <laughs> 